0: day drink.
1: <laughs> He's just putting so many damn emojis in the fucking chat, man.
0: Good. <clears throat> Lord. <clears throat> when a host isn't here, they still harass or try to get on and harass us on the Twitch stream. Yep.
2: Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G.
1: Hello and welcome, Magic folk, to episode 162 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, uh, Matt, there's no Danny today. What a scrub over there we got big g hey hey. and the newest schmuck to the the lineup we have anthony hi i'm back again back again as much as much as we use raid he is a cockroach that is able to survive it and he's he's dealing with our our initial uh it's not hazing no it's It's hazing it's it's, hazing hazing.
3: that's okay okay he he,
1: he's tolerating it very well listen it's it's like poe in Kung Fu Panda, where we poke the belly, and it's just like he just he just well, giggles so about it. he's part of the crew honest. now. He's part of the, I'm the crew. I'm just going
3: to be honest. I might be an eleven eleven infecting trample indestructible dude that just
0: can't stop. So
1: eleven eleven. Just do saying, do do I'm
0: coming do in do hot.
1: Eleven eleven.
0: I'm going so just I'm just going to send him on a path, path to exile, or, <laughs> or the new path, lay the claim. I no. get
3: I get to go on an adventure. Go on an
0: adventure. Or I'll have so. M- a or I'll, I'll have so many rocket ship. <laughs> So many things like, you know, Maze of Ith or something just to remove them from, from me.
3: <laughs> but I'm going to – okay, I'm going to go over here instead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, that's all of us here for This Week in MTG. We're glad that you decided to join us for this episode. So let's begin our episode by thanking you. Yes, you, dear listener. Your choice to tune into this program directly changes the dynamic of this podcast. From us speaking to the blind eternities to us speaking to an actual audience. Hopefully an audience that enjoys what we produce – but an audience nonetheless. And it is truly humbling for us to be in this experience. So from the bottom of our hearts and our deck boxes, truly, thank you. Took time to write that one. Make it sincere. So proud of you. I know. I want to make it sound good. You do sound very caring to the fans. I know. I, again, it's like we'd be speaking to the blunt turkeys if it wasn't for people that would be clicking in and enjoying what we fucking do. To be fair, True. point out the fact, two people on this podcast... Well, I mean, I guess all three of us are on this podcast because we listened to This Week in MTG first. We did. <laughs> and came We on. all
3: did. And then we raided it and took
1: it over. Yes. Like we sleeper t- agents. There we go. That's a that's a topical point there. So uh, we do have to give a special thanks to our patrons of the podcast. The support from these crazy motherfuckers cover the maintenance, production, and expansion of This Week in MTG. The expansion is important because we're planning to do a lot of shit. I do have an update. Uh, When we get to that point, there. I told Garrett about it earlier, so it's going to be a little delayed now because of that. So uh, let's give a ginormous thank you to Wade97, Chapman, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, Ernest D, and Casey B. Thank you to each and every one of you for supporting the podcast monetarily. It is greatly amazing that you guys do that. Uh, if you want to be crazy and supporting us too, out there, listeners, uh, check out our Patreon. The link's down below. You'll see that we have two tiers currently a $3 tier and a $10 tier. $3 tier gets you put in for monthly drawings for booster packs that fit a monthly theme that we are trying to do. At the $10 tier, you put into a drawing for a commander card that is valued around $15 to $20. And uh, right now, we haven't fully decided what we're going to be doing for the December drop, but I want to make it kind of special. And maybe we're going to go balls to the walls with what we're going to do. And, uh, Maybe, maybe all of them will be collector boosters. <gasps> Ooh. It's December and we're feeling generous. So we'll discuss later and see how it is. But uh, stick tuned for that. But if you don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can also check out some other ways, which are currently is just listening to us because this is where that quick up- update comes in. I submitted a playmat to Inked Gaming. <laughs> How does it turn out? Dummy me didn't uh, didn't, under, didn't read like the fine terms, and I can't have uh, the mana symbols, the official Magic mana symbols, on there. So I got to mock up a new one with custom looking mana symbols, and then resubmit it. So, That's fair. Yes, uh, playmat was gonna be live, but now it has to probably wait a week. <laughs> so just tune in next week, and I'll tell you what the the link is to purchase some pretty dope ass looking playmats that we got. Uh, we shared it. With the Patreon only in the Discord. Speaking of Discord, join our Discord. That's how you can support us. It's free. We play magic. We talk magic. We talk beer. Uh, there's pets. Amu shows a lot of foxes in there. So the Discord is pretty bump in place. Anthony, get in there. Working out. <laughs> I've been, I've been busy, all right? He's in there. He just doesn't... Uh, oh, I'm aware. He just needs to...
3: I know. I've just been busy.
1: <laughs> I just moved into my house this weekend, okay? Excuses. You should already be done already. I wish that's how that worked <laughs> <laughs> but uh other ways to support us you can go check out our amazing spaincer uh, spaincer. spaincer d yeah
3: spiancer Get yourself answer
1: yeah answer but our sponsor Dubs. let's hear an ad from them
2: now Dubs sports cards and gaming located in west acres mall in fargo is your one-stop shop for all your magic the gathering needs In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all. Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode.
1: Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. So, oh, I think you changed something on me there.
0: I did. I put it in the results. Ah, okay, so
1: with all the podcast business out of the way, let's move to the breakdown when I tell you how this episode will be structured for the rest of the episode here. So, Breakdown. Going to go over to the Boggle Desk, where we're going to have some event results, and then upcoming events. And event results is going to be a drawing as well. I'm just going to toss that one out there. Oh. Uh, no blog talk this week. We're going to jump into the news section. We're going to have just some quick updates, some more clothing stuff, and then Brothers War into uh, keeping you all updated on the eBay TCG story. From there, going to move to the counter currency section where we talk about magic finance and all that other fancy shits, and then uh, we'll end the podcast with a podcast? Question mark? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Big G, ready to take it off there?
0: Hell yeah, let's do this. All right, so we're going to do things a little out of order because I'm actually going to hand off the salt report to Anthony today. Oh, yeah. But first, one of our wonderful lgs is here in town had an rcq this last weekend so J Dubs had their rcq and here's what we've got for the top eight results for you so first off they had five rounds they had 28 players coming in they did swiss cutting into the top eight so here are the top eight we and i'm just going to do the first names and last initial if there's a double up on the names just to if people in our area don't like their names being shouted out on a podcast then they don't have to worry about it very much so so, we've got Blake, who was playing an Indomitable Creativity deck. We've got Brandon, who was also playing an Indomitable Creativity deck. Gibb was playing a Black Red Scat or Scam deck. Trevor W. was playing a Blue White Control. Trevor T. was playing a White Hammer deck. Brady was playing Four Colored Rhinos. Mason was playing his Naya Dumpster Fire deck. And James was playing a Blue White Hammer deck. And it turned out the top two duking it out for that final prize well it was indomitable creativity versus indomitable creativity so congratulations to blake for taking home the win from the invite and from jdubs congratulations to all of the competitors so sugar report i got some i got some more sorting done i've gotten a a draft of a new deck for my commander challenge getting done so i i kind of uh i put it out to our discord people hey I have these decks done. I'm looking to do one of my two-color decks. What two-color deck should I do? So I am I'm working on that right now. You know, yeah. going to do a fine-tuning well, of it here good, pretty yeah. soon. But let's hear some salt from our dear friend, Anthony, who went and played at the RCQ this weekend. I did. I, I noticed you weren't in top eight. <laughs> He was number 9. <laughs> Not he, even I number 9. Count I count nine, count I, count I didn't my I didn't play this weekend so he had to take the number 9 spot. I I just thought you counted. wish. <laughs> I wish I was number
3: 9. No. No. <laughs> it was I, I'll I'll be honest. It was it was actually it was a really it was a really good tournament. Good yeah. turnout. We had guys from Grand Forks, Bismarck. I don't know if the guys from Williston showed up. I don't know who those are, but like you know, Wade would know who those are. But yeah, no, it was it was a great tournament and I played Thopter Combo. I was happy about playing that. I liked the build I had. I was running new tech. Um, I kind of took the idea of something I, I've had like sitting in the back just like thinking about for a while which was uh, you take and use Hex Parasite with Urza Saga. Yep. And then if for people that don't understand the comboing with the Saga for that it's also the same as like Power Conduit or anything else that can move a counter but the, the idea is what happens is when Chapter 3 hits, you use something to remove the counter. So, like, the, the Saga is going to go to its chapter, and it's going to go, okay, triggers on the stack. But while while that happens, you have to respond to the the Saga check, which is the next triggering part. Because if there's three counters on it, it has to go, oh, I need to sacrifice myself. So, you respond to that point, and with you take Hex parasite with Hex Parasite or Power Con or something that just takes the counter off, right? Takes it off, and then all of a sudden it goes back to actune and says, I'm checking to see if there's three. Oh, there's only two. We're fine. And then your trigger for searching goes off because it's something to do with, like, the resolving part. So, like, um, you kind of just... You but, still
1: got the trigger on the act to search, and then yep. there's the separate chapter trigger yep. that sees if there's three or yep, not. Yeah,
3: because that one's, like I said, it's a resolving... It's a time-resolving situation. So, in technical terms, that's how it works. In the reality of when you're playing, the, that part never sees the card in the sense so like you don't have to worry about it but that's the breakdown of how it works consult your l2 judge exactly it gets it's a kind of complicated it's a little messy and complicated but like in layman's terms you know you're just responding you're responding to the trigger of searching so by doing that. that you just get to then you get to have infinite constructs to go well not infinite in mana wise but you could have infinite in the sense of just you keep the saga around you way keep, longer than what it's supposed keep, to be yeah you keep running it through and it's nice um so what are you what are you salty about Oh, he made so, it to number nine. <laughs> I did make the number nine. What I so what I'm salty about is I had this really cool deck I was playing, and my first problem was in round one.
1: I uh, we went oh, to time. Hold on, rewind. The day before, were you making cuts and being like, nope. the deck is running well." It's like I'm going to do this now. Nope. Because then, okay, I'm I choose. did not. Shit. I did
3: not. I actually did not do that. <laughs> I Hell I had fast. the deck. I had the deck solidified on Wednesday of last week. And I might have just tweaked one thing, which was I changed out some sideboard and mainboard just because, like, depending on the meta, you know. So okay, okay, like,
1: that that's a little more. That's your normal. We, we can't give you too much shit, then. I was I was prepared to be the whole going ham because you're like, oh yeah, this combo is. Well, I was well,
3: I was going to play denial creativity, <laughs> but then I decided to play thought combo. No, so my salty part is I went against round one. I played against Zeke there. He was playing Etron. He got me in game one. Game two, I grounded out with Hex Parasite on his uh, Urza Sagas. I kept three Urza Sagas in check to take us a, a game two with, a, with one Hex Parasite. It was ridiculous. So we get to game three and we don't have a lot of time. So we're trying to get as fast as we can. As soon as turns hits, I already had played my third, It was already, I was past my third turn and he started the original turns in his turn four. And this is where the salt comes in. So I get to my turn, I draw my card and I am, Shuffling up my stuff, and I had some people like say afterwards, like, "Oh, did you get nervous because everyone's watching it?" And I'm like, "No, I thrive in that." I said, "I actually made the mistake, like a dummy, because I had everything I needed in hand. I had already the Thopter combo in play. I had the Urza in hand. I had the Blue Source in hand, and I shuffled my hand up like a old dummy, and I grabbed a land card that I just saw the land type text. You know, I saw, I saw it said land. I'm like, bam, and put it on play. And I looked down. And I was like, oh. I played a second Urza Saga, not my Otawara, <laughs> and I was playing off of old style, like competitive way of playing where once your stuff hits, you know, and you do whatever it is you're doing, you let go. Yeah, it's it, it's it's it, That's where it's at. Technically, I could have pulled it back, but like I said, I'm from the older mentality of it, so I said, once the land was on the play, it's too late. And the only thought was like, well, I hope he doesn't get rid of my Urza in my hand because I can take it next turn and then have the last turn to win, whatever. <sighs> no. He drew a Thought Knots here and took, <laughs> took away my Urza. And I'm just like, now I have to play for a draw and didn't get a draw either. So it was fine. I was like, it's okay. I'm going to play on the back ladder. Play on the back ladder. I face Casey. You know, he's playing, a, hey. he's playing a kind of, I would call, Indomitable Creativity Light because, you know, we're missing some pieces for lands and kind of a little bit different strategy for it, which I thought was fine. But I had to show him the full wrath of the Hex Parasite combo.
1: And it was hard. And can you call it a combo, or is it just like a value engine? I feel like combo is like a more def- definitive uh, kind of word for what like a Hex Parasite Saga can do. Saga I mean, just like gets overwhelming.
3: You, you can, I I don't know. It depends on like which way you want to look at it. But I mean, on overall stance, it's just the synergy is really high. So yes, like that's the best I'll, part of
1: it. Yeah, I will agree with you on that. So I mean, Hex Parasite is good. Is Hex Parasite's one cost right? One drop. He is a one drop. So you can get him one with- one. You can get with the saga. You can get them with the saga, which is really sick. It's Especially so when
3: you have two in play, and then you're like, "Oh, perfect." Um, but yeah, so I played against Casey, two old against him. Uh, I went into round three, and I played Zach, who was on a Grixis Shadow. Um, Classic build or new build? It was kind of a newer build. A lot of a uh, lot of uh, DCR in there, and then kind of. There was something i don't remember exactly the card i'll probably remember it later but he he had something different that i saw and i was like oh that's kind of cool it was oh it was kaito he was trying out kaito shizuki in yeah, the grixis build and i was like i told him that because i saw him he played he played against someone else earlier on uh, round two that i saw pl- with it and i was like oh that's a really cool like little tech piece to add and i was like kaito was actually a good choice i kind of like that idea because you know it helps with filtering your graveyard too
1: and Dude. Helping your DRCs and stuff like that. It, it, so I've been playing, uh, I put together a Demir uh, Modern deck, and I have Ooh. Kaito in there. And uh, one of my friends down from Iowa, he was playing this Grixis build with it and having Bloodgasts. Yeah, <laughs> as a way to like yep. pitch to the great new an movie, engine with the, that, and then the haste and stuff. So like, really synergizes well with Kaito. I'm like, that looks pretty fucking cool. Like, Kaito is a solid planeswalker. The fact that it phases out, so it goes up to four counters, phases yeah. out, comes back, or in, and you or can make put it a ninja, make a one one ninja man. that's unblockable. I mean, it that does get around
3: things. I mean, like it's a it's a, he's the right mm-hmm. mana cost too. He's three three. I mean, he's not like super detrimental, but he's you know, like I said, it was a good piece of tech that I I didn't see it when I was playing against him. But knowing he was in there, I'm like, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, so I bodied him on game one really hard because like I got the combo right away and just went off and it's just like, oh, no, that's not good. We went to game two and then we went to turns again. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to do turns again. And I was like, OK, I just have to stabilize and try just to draw this game so I can take the win. you know, I messed up on just some minor mana figuring out, but like I had to play it the way I did. Otherwise, I was just gonna lose. Right. Because he was he had a. unlicensed hearse that was just out of control powerhouse it was it was a ten ten. like i had to exile my own graveyard with relic you know and just exile everything and be like no this cannot (laughs) grow anymore like this has got to stop we're done with this bullshit because like the worst part was i didn't sideboard in because i one thing i didn't think about that being the thing you brought in so i didn't think about bringing my pith needle in yep yep because right there and there would stop the
1: whole problem well, I feel like, I mean, this is just me in general, but I feel like Pithing Needle is just always at least a one-of in your sideboard for no matter what fucking deck, especially with everything going on.
3: Without everything, yes. With the with the deck that I'm playing, it is definitely a reason why it's always a one-of in the main board. And like I said, this was, that was one of my changes. I just tried something different because I was like, I want to try to get my value engine more expediated. So I was like, I'm going to just try this out because I can get to this. Because I was also playing Word of Invention too as a two-of. I, was really? that, I brought that back i was like god damn i was like i want i want to play this because i think this is actually still good but it's not like important so he like i said he got me um and it was only because too like he had a uh death shadow in play and regavon and i had to block his big old hearse and i just didn't have enough uh blockers i also was technically in spellskite so that was another thing too that was kind of fun i do love spell so it I was. It I had a so lot much. of people that I played that were like, "What does this do?" Because like I'm playing these cards from New Phyrexia that no one's seen forever in Modern. But yeah, so that put me at one, one, and one. I was like, "Hmm, this is not fucking good." <laughs> and all of a sudden, it came down to Wade and me playing each other because he was also one, one, and one. And I'm just like, "Oh
1: God!" The Nia garbage fire versus So the, yeah versus the Thopter combo. Yep. Yeah.
3: So I was like, "Okay," I told, looked at him. I said, "Listen, <laughs> we're gonna." We're going to have to play this real hard. And I said, I'm going to body you as hard as I can for this. I wouldn't expect anything less, he tells me. Well, game one, oh, I bodied him hard. Giggity. Game two, we had a good slugfest. He took the upper hand. Game three, my deck decided to take a nap. (laughs) And Mason bodied Anthony. Oh, he didn't even body me. He took a fucking bulldozer and just (laughs) ran over me (laughs) because I didn't do anything but sit there.
0: Well, shit. So... And this is how it goes. Yeah. Well, hey, at least you can't. We can't give you shit for you changing stuff the night before. In it, that's deck. right. That's right. For the first time in eighty-four years. I don't think the game's been around that long. No, but you make the same mistake in the last eighty-four years. <laughs> Sometimes things
3: are cool. <laughs> but yeah, more of the stories. But at that point, I, I was done. I dropped because, like, once again, I can't make top eight. I have a drama, in my bracket. I can't do anything with it. Yep. Yeah. So I was done. I called it done. I told Mason, I said, "Hey, better kick capitalize on my mistakes." And he didn't. No, he. Well, he played Noob. Rakdos scam, and that's Noob. a hard
0: deck for his his play style to beat. It's real. <laughs> it's a fun deck to play. I it's, don't have this. I don't have the scam version, but I've got the red red so Rakdos and oh, so good. All right, so let's move on here. So we've got an update for you. One for the drawing. For our Warhammer 40K, I've got the four names. I've got the wheel of names pulled up on my computer to decide who will pick first. So, what I will do, I will announce the four names, and then I'll spin a wheel, and we'll write down the order of who gets first choice, who gets second, third, and then who will get what's left over, and then we'll reach out to you guys as far as your picks go, and let you know which ones are available for you to pick from. Yep. And you let us know, and then we will get your contact information and ship you out a brand spanking new sealed deck. I do want to take the time
1: here to say thank you to everybody who entered into this giveaway. Uh, this was our second biggest I one. I know.
0: I was going to comment on that. That was yeah. fucking awesome. It's our second so. biggest
1: one of entrance that we had. Our biggest one so far was our first one with the thought seasons that yeah. uh, Josh gave us to give away. So this is the second most, which is cool. So maybe we can break that thought seas one at some point but uh yeah thank you it's those on. that those that entered and so uh big g got the names i got the
0: names so i'll i'll do this part and then i'll give you an update on the the episode itself which we'll post tomorrow or wednesday one of the two on what platform i'll tell you in a moment okay okay so one of our first final four picks and then like i said i will spin a wheel of names and we'll determine who goes first so Front part of your email address is KB SoftTech. Congratulations, you're one of our four people that has won a deck. And then Spike Anu, you're one of our other ones. FB Free Donuts, you are our third entry into this <laughs> to the Wheel of Names. Nice. And then C Bloom, you are our final winner of one of the commander decks. So now I'm gonna spin our wonderful handy dandy wheel and determine who gets first pick. So, here we go. Spinning, 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 spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel. C. Bloom, you are the lucky winner. Um, You get to pick first out of the four decks. So, if you've had one you've had your eyes on, congratulations. You get the first choice of picks. Now, moving on to who gets the second pick. All right, but Spike Anu, you are our second pick. So, you get the second choice out of what is left. All right, now down to the final two. It's the
1: final countdown.
0: we got to keep it at that, so we don't get copyright. That's true. Yes, we don't want that. FB Free Donuts. You get the third pick, which means, of Donuts. course, KB SoftTech. You get what is left of the decks, gentlemen, ladies, people, whatever gender identification you happen to be using. Thank you, Autobots, thank you them. for entering our contest. Thank you for participating and congratulations on winning yourself a spanky new, actually pretty fun to play deck. Um, but now the announcement as far as the gameplay episode. So uh, if you guys don't know, I am not a video editor, editor by trade. I also sometimes can't speak or say words. Words are hard. Exactly. Um, so I've got, I've got most of the episode edited it's gonna be my first run at doing this I've got ideas of how when we do our next gameplay episode kind of how things are gonna go I'm gonna write up a little bit of a script for like pre-conversation you know stuff we can talk about kind of how we should try to operate our turns so we're being timely with our episodes because this one (laughs) this episode's clocking in just above two
3: hours I would also say that probably make a difference too is we won't probably go in blind on the decks we were playing I mean like it wasn't like terrible blind but like all of us had a lot of reading to do because even the cards that we did know about it yep. was still like wait what does this do again exactly
0: so so it was just uh, tough it'll one be, it's a i'll give you a heads up it's a longer episode uh matt and i just re- tonight as we were getting ready to record this episode recorded some intros and outros for it so i'm gonna get some graphics in there to make it a little bit more ours so you're not just watching you know four schmucks with hands moving on <laughs> on a screen and one um, head so and we'll, just a heads up, hopefully this process will will do this more regularly. And Matt and I were kind of talking kind of making it. We're not just going to play commander. We'll do maybe do some pioneer, maybe we'll do some modern, oathbreaker. Oathbreaker. Ooh. Oathbreaker. Maybe try to get Kelly up here too Kelly. and work with him.
3: Yep, yep. And maybe just maybe some legacy? I'm not saying I want to. I'm just <laughs> saying. If you're
1: paying for my deck, sure, yeah, I'd love to play <sighs> legacy. Hold on. We're all proxy positive here at This Week in MTG. I mean, I own a lot of cool <laughs> stuff. I just don't own the lands. Yeah, the lands are the are very pain very in the ass part. Listen, we get uh, proxy prox- 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 so, positive. So
0: just an update on that. I am hoping to fu- do the final edit, uh, get it all finalized, get it over to Matt so we can get it published up on... Most likely, we're going to throw it up on YouTube and then share it out from there. Uh, so just keep an eye out. There will be a post on that, maybe... You'll get a twofer episode tomorrow night when we're, we've are we got the edited Sweet. version of this. So maybe you're listening to this. And we've already posted our gameplay episode. So there you go. World will never know until there, tomorrow night or Wednesday. But <laughs> yeah, sure. there we go. But so at, st- at the latest, Wednesday night, if you are listening to us live. Wednesday night, the latest. If you are listening to the recorded episode, pay attention to our social media. We, maybe we've already posted it. So, But long story short,
1: Garrett is just saying, don't be mean to him.
0: This, uh, is, this is this is first edit. Yeah, this is this is first edit. And the idea, you know, like Matt and Danny, Anthony and I were talking, we we had talked about like the game night, how you can tell the difference between episode one and their latest episode, and how it's very it it's a big difference. Low tech versus now they they got people working for them doing their video editing. It'll probably still be me doing a lot of the video editing, but I'm when hoping to get better at this. when so.
3: you're that big, you can hire people for that exactly so So maybe if somebody out there really is good at it and wants to do it for free for us
0: please let matt know or garrett yeah but there you go there's our updates on our gameplay stuff but jumping into our upcoming events of course we're going to talk about another rcq once anthony's done dropping things i dropped my phone sorry So Paradox, one of our other local game stores, is doing their RCQ, and this one's a little bit different. They're running a two-day one. We've talked about this the last couple of weeks. Both events are going to start up with registration at 11 on December 3rd and December 4th, and they're looking to have start time be 12-15. It's going to be modern Swiss with cut to tops, $40 entry fee. First and second place will qualify for the regionals in early 2023, plus one selfless spirit foil promo. Top eight are going to get two selfless spirit promos. And all participant, yes, you knew the joke was coming back. Yep. They're getting the throbbing inspectors. I don't think if
1: I ever see anybody cast a uh, Thraben inspector, I will not correct them to a throbbing inspector right away. Even if they don't know the joke, they'd be like, I cast the thro- Thraben inspector. I'd be like, excuse me, I think you mean throbbing inspector.
0: Oh, and just <laughs> throbbing. Yeah, just let them go. Um, additional <laughs> prizes for this event are these two events, actually. Is Modern horizon set boosters? Five packs will be entered into a prize pool per player that enter into the event. All participants are guaranteed getting two packs. Ninth place, which you know, it's Garrett's. That's it. Should just say Garrett gets four packs. Oh boy, here we go! Right, uh, first through fourth place will get equal number of packs, approximately sixty percent of the top eight prize pool, and then fifth through eighth will get an equal amount of packs, approximately forty percent of the top eight prize pool. Now, looking into an event that's coming up this weekend and a little bit bigger scale for you, SEG Con Philadelphia happening November 11th through the 23rd. So if you're in the Philly area and you're listening to us, hey, cool, make sure to let us know you're in the Philly area and listening to us. But more importantly, head on over to SEG Con. They've got multiple packages for you. We talk about this every time we talk about an SEG Con. There's stuff for Commander Celebration, there's Pioneer Trials. There's even going to be some pre-release events happening for Brothers War, and we'll get a little bit more into that with the next event. But then, too, we've got individual trials, team trials. They've got something called a Super Armory Shapeshifter Sealed. So make sure to check that out and let us know how that is. That sounds fancy as fuck. Yep. And then they've got Battle Harden, which is classic constructed. Again, sign up. Go for it. And then jumping into Saturday, they've got a Pioneer 30K RCQ top four event happening. And then jumping into Sunday, they've got a modern 5K RCQ and a Pioneer 5K RCQ happening at these events. So make sure to check out the link below and sign up and get your packages. I'm sure there are plenty left over because they plan these events out quite well versus some other events we've talked about in the past. Yeah. Well, I mean, Magic 30. I was about to say. I think.
1: Dig uh, <laughs> dig. I, for, I forgot. I think I forgot to put. The, I did forget to put the link in here. MTG Summit is also happening this weekend in Utah, mm. which has, oh, cool. yeah, has is right all the bigger uh, content creators chilling there. So SCG Con Philly might have a lot of fucking openings. And stuff. Yep, and because yeah. and um, you
0: know what? Maybe you're on the East Coast. Maybe you're on the West Coast. Maybe you're specifically by the Pacific Coast. There we go. That's a tossback. Specifically
3: back. Pacific. OG this week. It was just last week.
0: It was just last week, dude. Maybe like trying to start. Maybe like when we get to to December, you should bring that
3: up again. Yeah, but anyway, (laughs) late November um,
0: next upcoming event. Remember, this weekend is pre-release for Brothers War, so make sure to check out your local game store and see what events are happening. Go participate. Let us know how you do. But also remember, this is a special pre-release because this is the first time you will get to play with any of the cards out of Brothers War because they're. I can't remember what set they did this last time in Kepenna. Was it Capenna?
1: Yeah. Capenna was the first one that they did it again, where paper so, pre-release happened before yep. digital pre release. Yep. So there
0: you go. This is the second time within this 2022 year that the first time you'll get to play with the cards is physically in your hands, not on arena. So arena events will start up on release weekend. So make sure to head to your LGS for pre release and get some of those sweet pre release cards and Try to brew up some fun decks. Heck yeah. All right. And like we said, no blog this week. So we're going to head straight into the news. Oh. Anthony, that's Am you. Am I you. the news guy <laughs> this time? Yeah, yeah, you're purple. You, you started this time. Tell
3: me what color I was again. Yeah, you're purple. Okay, fine. Well, I just wanted to mention this super quick. Watsi released on their YouTube page all the panels for Magic 30. That event. Oh, the State of Tabletop hosted by Jimmy Wong, the Commander Panel hosted by Gavin Verhey, a conversation with Dr. Richard Garfield, and Dr. Richard Garfield, with Dr. Richard Garfield, and many more.
1: What is going on with this? The the, the title of the thing is called A Conversation with Dr. Dr. Richard Richard Garfield. Garfield. With, with dr, dr. Richard. <laughs> that is no, no, but hosted by dr richard <laughs> <laughs> just, the way you, i th- read that i th- felt th- like th- i was reading like th- an
3: unfanny or un type thing i was like <laughs> i was trying to make well, it sound uh, funny because it was, well it, it sounded funny because I, I am a doof
1: it's not a poor toe. what's the fucking uh phrase of it where it's like you it's redundant you're being redundant it's clear
3: oh,
0: Poor po- man toe. Is it it's basically how I I explain instructions in my classroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I say the same instructions three different ways, three different times, so that exactly
3: way, you can catch it and make sure you know what you're doing, or you just miss it all the time. Oh, and then I still get
0: Mr. Anderson, what am I doing? God damn it!
3: God damn it,
0: Jimmy! I told <laughs> you redundant. Once. I said this three times. Oh. It's on the board even. <laughs>
1: I took time, made it look fucking pretty on this goddamn fancy ass whiteboard here. I'm assuming you don't got chalkboards anymore, right? So, all whiteboards, baby.
3: All right, links links to this is down below, and we just want our listeners to be aware of all this content, so
1: it's important. I haven't watched any of these. Have you guys watched any of the uh... – No, I haven't.
3: No, if
0: honestly like – I was moving, remember? What, I'm, what I might be doing like one of these nights when I'm doing sorting down in my basement and throw up something. I'm, I'll probably throw up some of these uh, while I'm sorting, so.
1: I might be listening to some tomorrow
0: at work. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what, Matt? Um, I've been contemplating recently changing up my clothing style to make me a little bit more hip and in tune with my students. Uh, You know, I'm getting tired of being the old person with the jokes and the butt of the old person jokes. So because of this, I was over enthralled when I saw Braindead announce that they are doing another Magic the Gathering crossover. And for those of you who need a reminder what Braindead clothing is, it's a brand that collaborates with artists and designers to make Post punk skateboarding esque style clothing. A quote from the website. For our growing base of planeswalkers, we're excited to announce the newest collection in our continued Brain Dead X Magic the Gathering collaboration. From our EDH nights to our very own secret lair cards, the Brain Dead and Magic communities will be have long intertwined. Now, the game's over Otherworldly creatures and fantastical lands offer endless inspiration, and we're proud to play a role in this ex- expansive community. Now, Braindead boasts four t-shirts, one long sleeve, a hat, and six playmats to this collection. The shirts start off at $54 and go all the way up to $64. The hat is 55 and all the playmats are $35. With prices like that, I will be sure to gain some street cred in my educational home slices. They will be digging to see me in more of these threads. And hopefully, I'm not the butt of any jokes anymore. Matt.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> have you seen what they, what they look like? No,
0: I was going to go look at them now. While I just looked down. They're not too bad. Well, you were talking, so I was about to say you don't have them pulled up. Yeah, Thanks. Honestly i trying to think, like,
3: which one I would maybe want. So, is that, is that next line, like, just playmats there? Yeah, those are all yeah. playmats. Ooh, I like the play mats. That's kind of cool. Yeah, there's a reanimate. Yeah. That I reanimate's think,
1: really nice. I think that's Swamp Arts. I don't know what that one. Oh, it's sold out anyways. Doesn't matter. You can't have it anyways. Don't know what that one is. Oh, um, yeah. But these are two custom mats that are not magic cards. Yep. So, yep.
0: um, make sure to go check out this stuff. I mean... We've talked about this when it comes to magic stuff, magic gear, play mats, cards, styling. Everyone has their own taste. Uh, go check them out. If this is your stuff, hey, congratulations. You've got something on yours. I, you, like the white sleeve shirt, I might, I would think about doing, but that's, it's... It's uh, 54 but yeah, 64 the, bucks. Yeah, the wall, the wall of flyer. Yeah. Uh,
1: to, to those that need a, a reminder as well, it's the... Um, Post Malone was wearing a lot of this stuff. Uh, for some interviews not too long ago there was the button up shirt that had a bunch of magic cards yep. like plastered yeah which was really them. cool and That was, then, that's the brain dead
0: collab and then they did the Keldheim shirt too didn't they you, oh no they didn't you
1: know, uh, Keldheim was done by uh, just an
0: artist that was oh perfect too.
1: Okay, so let's move to the Brothers War section of this podcast. We're going to be talking about what cars we're excited for in a minute here. But before that, let's cover some reminders and some new news to go with the Brothers War. First, a post from Reddit showed off two new regional exclusive tokens with art done by Korean Webtoon illustrator Sung Hoon Na. I butchered that. I am so sorry, my dude. Wow. Uh, the tokens are both star-star con, uh, constructs, uh, artifact creatures. Their power toughness equals to the number of artifacts that you have, depicting two cute quadrupedal metallic beasts. Urza Saga players better check this one out. Have you guys seen this?
3: I, I just started looking at
1: these. They are not too bad. I think I need to get some of those.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> those they, are really adorable.
1: They are very adorable. And from um, the article here, the Webtoon series that Shing- uh, has is the English translation is don't let go of the mental rope or hanging on and uh, don't let go of your mind. It's been going on since 2009. Next, pre-releases are going down all across the world this Friday, the 11th, Sunday, the 13th. Check with your LGS to uh, attend and be in control of a mech from the Brothers War era. Uh, But to those that want to see some cards in action before the pre-release... WOTC is doing their MTG Arena early access live stream event on Thursday, the 10th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So content creators and streamers alike can enter in and play in this event to showcase all those new cards. Check and see if your favorite content creator got in on this opportunity. And thank you to everyone's thoughts for who came straight to us. But we at this weekend MTG are not going to be participating in this early access event. We will be underwater basket weaving at Pinehurst during this time. Maybe next time. And next, it wouldn't be uh, a proper news week if we didn't mention some sort of product delay happening in the realm of Magic. This information comes from the Mothership article posted today stating that several Asian-Pacific locations will be affected by delays that can hold back pre-releases. Pre-release packs are delayed for New Zealand, the Philippines, and Thailand. Uh, Draft and set boosters are delayed for Thailand only so far. Collector boosters are delayed for Hong Kong, Malaysia, the Philippines, Singapore, South Korea, Taiwan, and Thailand. Commander decks are delayed for China, Hong Kong, the Philippines, Taiwan, South Korea, and Thailand. Jumpstart delays are going to be affecting Australia, China, Malaysia, New Zealand, the Philippines, Singapore, and Thailand. If you are in one of these areas, please check with your LGS to see updated event dates. And now let's take some time to talk about the full set of Brothers War. All the cards are posted on here, and we're just gonna keep. Uh, we're gonna talk about a few that we have eyes on ourselves here. So yeah, yeah. Who wants to take this away here? There's because boy, there's a lot of fucking
0: spicy ass cards in here.
3: There's a
0: lot of cards. I can start, start us off. Uh, I know a lot of people have been talking about this one, but it it's honestly. With how modern everything is right now, I'm digging this one, and it's uh, Calamity's Wake. Oh, Calamity's so Wake. Yeah. Yep, it is a colorless and a white. It's an instant speed spell. Exile all graveyards. Players can't cast non-creature spells this turn. Exile the card. So I think you know we've talked about modern and how things are going lately, especially with you know graveyard recursion decks like Dredge, and then well, not so much Dredge. It's more of the um, Living End. But yeah, well, living end yeah. and but there's still dredge roaming around. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but then other things that you know like to play out of the grave. Uh, but obviously those two decks kind of encompass that quite a bit. So I think this is just it's a nice, it's an uncommon. Yeah. So it's not going to be overly difficult to get. True. I think it's just it's going to be a really cool card. I'm excited to get some. And if you're playing white, like the the non-creature spell
3: stop is nice. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Cascade. You're done. Well, this is the kind of thing that you're going to be
1: casting like uh, upkeep of your opponent's turn to. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. Silence back in the yeah. day when it came yeah. out. Like I feel Very like that's going to be that. The, the thing. Or I mean, you're going to be casting it if someone is targeting something in their graveyard. You just cast this to be like, okay, you target your thing. You target this uh, yeah. fatal push with your Snapcaster, and you know, gone exactly yeah. so
0: i'm good but That's it, really good it's card. nice it's nice trickery where you know things you know like oh god why am i blanking on cards that deal with graveyards every now and then oh well so it's not like leyline. oh uh, yeah not like leyline binding Le- not like of the grafter's void. cage yeah of the void, or sorry leiland 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 of the the void. The void. but yeah. it's not like those cards where your lines. opponent sees it they know it's there this can yeah. be this is nice little trickery and like you guys, if you guys have listened to me and no kind of decks I like. I do like doing trickery. He's a tricky guy. Every now and then, and not letting people know what I have. For instance, my my new build on my Elves deck is, it's a Jun build, but all of my red stuff is in the sideboard. Tricky, and it, you tricky. know, my Blood Moons and my, you know, stuff like that, so. Yeah. One, one thing when it
1: comes to Calamity's Wake is, how do you compare it to something like Rest in Peace? I feel like the Exile clause is like the, Big thing on here, but the casting for the turn I think, is also I think super it, good. It like,
3: depends on it. Really depends on what your angle you're trying to get to. Um, I would definitely say that this, in a comparison to Rest in Peace, you have the speed over the um, longevity game of it. Just because, like it, it this plays in the same realm of like your cards of like even the artifacts like Soul Guide Lantern and Relic of Progenitus, like. You want the reaction time versus your Ley Line of the Void and your Rest in Peace type cards. Like, they're really nice, but the fact is, like, you're sitting there watching your opponent do something and go, Man, if I only had this card and play right now, it'd be better. Yeah.
1: So, is, is it one of those things where you look at this and it's, um, oh, what's the word? backbreaking no no one turn is all you need to like exile someone's graveyard and stop them from casting spells like you're tempo them pretty oh, significantly yeah, yeah. like this like is temple plays yeah so, yeah this is wise this just sets a person back like on the most opportune moment moment for two mana
3: yeah no tempoing tempoing on players is really good this is something we talked about this weekend actually in a group chat was um kind of how good this card's gonna be in a sense not like, of course, it's like we talked about before. Like the ideas of like something backbreaking, but this is something that will definitely show up a lot more, I think, than people realize once they start seeing how the meta shakedown comes with these new cards out in play and stuff.
1: Is this going to be better than Silence? Because I want to like highlight this? That, that. Oh, this uh,
0: is way better than Silence. Okay, you, well, you, you, you you covered graveyards, man. Yeah, I was about to say you pay the extra one and you stop non-creature spells. So. I mean, you're probably going to use this a little bit more against some control e type decks or yeah. combo decks, right? You so can it's definitely like hit those just things. one extra mana, instance speed, yep. hit someone's graveyard. Makes it
1: like two, two mana is a really make or break point for a lot of decks when it comes to things. But well, like being this, a sideboard card, like th- this is going to be yeah. mainly a sideboard card. This right? will,
3: this yeah, unless you have some crazy build where you're going to use it. But like this, this is kind of something that I talked about even for this weekend uh, with uh, Caleb that runs a lot of the tournaments at J-Dubs. Because he was asking me, of course, by my deck, and be like, "Oh, don't you have an infinite combo thing with your words and stuff?" And I'm like, "No, because the fact that turn three and modern right now really dictates where the game goes. Yeah. Like turn turn three, we finally reached that point now where like the power level of turn three is very real, and there's not a way to get past that and go, "Oh, we're okay." It's it's like you either you're either okay and your opponent's not, or it's vice versa. Like that's all it is at turn three. So. This is definitely a good card to have. And like Garrett said too, it's kind of it's also something that's nice too for like your uh creature based decks where you don't have to worry like silence in a sense where it's you know, you can still play Solitude. Uh, yeah. the, you the, can play Furies, you can play whatever you need for the incarnations or whatever else.
1: I do I do want to highlight, I don't think this was like solidified when we were talking about this, but this is uh symmetric. It hits both of you. Yes. Yep. Graveyards yes. and players can't cast spells. Yes. So it's,
3: it's uh, keep that in mind. Also, with, this is with really silence, good. It's only opponents. Also, this is also something really cool you could put on crown Scepter if you wanted to.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. There, there's my, my first pick. So,
2: who's
3: okay. going next? Uh, I'll go next with my first pick. I'm going to follow suit here with Garrett in uh, the line of Uncommons, actually, and also kind of a sideboard card, because um, this is one that I've been staring at for the last couple of weeks I've been thinking is really awesome, and of course, I don't have it up, so I have to scroll the wrong way. Uh, but it's Defabricate.
1: Oh. Dude, I was totally thinking that that was going to be your card.
3: Yeah. Um, this is one that, honestly, I've been I've been looking at it a lot, and I've been thinking about, like, you know, uh, in a, in the, well, I'd say, like, in the sense of, like, this card in general, like, for Pioneer and Standard, like, you get an annul now, which is kind of oh, nice. D- did you read the card? Oh, well, I've read the card. Oh, you no, want to read, read the card? Oh, sorry. The card sorry. So our, our oh, listeners,
1: sorry. this is a podcast. I'm People sorry. don't know. You say defabricate, they're going to be like, well, what the fuck are they doing with a machine right now? I don't know. They're defabricating or no, fabricating. Okay, read, defabricate. Reading the card explains the card, motherfucker.
3: I'm sorry. I get excited <laughs> and I just want to <laughs> talk. Um, so, yeah, defabricate is a blue instant for one to blue. It has choose one, counter target, artifact, or enchantment spell. If a spell is countered this way, exile instead of putting it into the owner's graveyard. Going along with a lot of the themes of exiling stuff, or it also has counter-activated or triggered ability. Now, going back to my discussion about this quickly, um, you know, this is a really good cyber card. I think it's 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 more than just like myself personally. I think this is a really great card to have for people that if you're playing blue. This is a great way to stop the people that are playing Blood Moon effects and stuff like that. If you are a little bit more greedier, or you can—I mean, there's like artifacts there to stop too that are important. Like if you uh, need to stop someone's Chalice of the Void because they want to go in, or any artifact. Like I mean, we're talking Tron gets hit hard by this. Mono Blue Tron will
1: love this card. Exiles, yes, it is gone. But artifacts and enchantments. If you have
3: Karn the Great Creator, though, your artifacts
1: can get back to your hand somehow.
3: It's true. Because you have that power.
1: But this can counter the current ability to return a card from right. exile. So it, it could. And,
3: it could. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, that's part of it. that's kind of cool. But, like, yeah, I really enjoy that part of it. I think, like I said, for the fact of, like, there are some enchantments out there that, and especially in modern, like, there's a lot more enchantment play now that this is actually a very relevant card. There's a lot of different artifacts that can be utilized. So... This is probably like a two of in most decks. Um, the counter target activate or triggered ability. I don't know in modern yet
1: how relevant that really is going to be. It stops Omnath triggers. It stops. Uh, but Omnath's not a thing though. It stops solemnity triggers. It stops. Uh, it stops an Archon trigger you mean for Solitude. Weeks. Solitude, yes. And stuff like that.
3: Like it it, 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 it is good against Archon. That's actually oops, sorry, Garrett. That actually is a very, a very good
1: piece there. That yeah, I, I guess I kind of overlooked that a little bit too. But yeah,
3: I don't know. I it, mean, it, like
1: it's just a little thing. Very much sideboard main tech wise. One, one of the biggest things that this kind of loses favor on is the. Stops risen reef. So I, I saw someone who was like yeah. trying to compare and all this. planeswalkers. It's good against planeswalkers. I was trying, uh, someone was comparing this to trickbind, which is oh, blue yeah. one counter target activated triggered ability has split second, but then they can't activate that again for the rest of the turn. Yeah, when it comes to that. So it's like, how does something like that, when you're just specifically targeting a uh, 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 triggered ability, activated ability of a thing that you don't want them to repeat, like is countering at one time just enough? Like he, no one ever saw a trickbind for fucking yeah, ages no um
3: i think in, the, in this situation too like i don't know i would definitely say this is not as good as Trickbind, but i still think i look back at like certain cards that this falls under in a sense like tail's end that from the core set, you know it's that, one of my favorites it can like of legendary exactly like it's just it's a very it's a very unique piece that sometimes you're just missing and like i said like maybe when things change a little bit like the the detrimental level of something like this this definitely for sure like as your hatred for Ren Six exists, yes, right there. You want to stop them from getting the land back? I mean, that's pretty big.
1: Yeah, but I would take a tail's end for Ren Six because they can counter the Ren Six over this. This just hits. Oh, I, I would chance. agree.
3: I understand that part of it. It's I'm a just, good card. I am just saying, like, there is an option though. It is, but I like think I said this is my this is my choice. Um, I am very high on the first part of it. Like I said, I the like I science. like the I like the null part man. where yeah, you just take it out. It's gone. And like I said, for Pioneer and Standard, this is actually a really, really good card for sideboard. Yeah. What do you got for us, Matt? Okay.
1: So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the uh the asshole motherfucker that talks about a mythic card here first. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I'll uh I'll let you guys think of what mythic card I'm gonna talk about. Take two guesses here real quick before I find it.
3: If um, you guys know me well. My guess is it's a artifact of some
1: form. It is an artifact of some sort. I'm scrolling around here. I'm,
3: um, gonna, I'm gonna guess. I'm trying to think. Like, what would you pick? Um, I'm thinking it's that serpent.
1: It is the fucking serpent. Well, I was gonna say portal, but I, I was
3: gonna say it was my thought was serpent or the uh, the eight eight trampler dude that blows things up.
1: Dude, that eight eight trampler is just as good. But blade coil yeah. serpent is it's it's gonna become my bay. I am already brewing decks in my head for commander decks for uh modern decks and i guess maybe a pioneer deck but primarily modern because then i could play another card with it so the card in question blade coil serpent x6 for a 5-4 artifact creature serpent has a lot of text on this when it enters the battlefield for each double blue spent to cast it draw a card uh when it ECBs for each double black spent to cast it each opponent discards a card And then when it ETPs for each double red you uh, spent to cast it, it gets a plus one, plus one, trample, and haste until end of turn. This is a fucking house of a card. So bare minimum, you could just go like six mana... On this in like a straight up mono blue deck, just six mana, five, four, draw three cards. Or yep. a mono black deck, six mana, five, four, your opponent discards three cards. Very powerful. Red deck, uh, I mean, six mana. Uh, Mid-range s- red. Six mana, eight, four, Trample Haste seems pretty okay as well. But like when you start mixing up the colors, oh, it us no, 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 no. with this thing.
3: That would be bigger than that. It'd be eight,
1: four. Eight, four. Did I say eight, you four? You said six, four. Did I say six, four? Anyways. Okay, eight, four. But no, yeah, it'd be whew, huge. With Trample and Haste trade six mana. Oh, God. Trample hate. Yeah, no, I like this. A, is the thing that catches your opponent off guard. I think,
3: I, think what I really like about this card more than anything besides like its abilities. I love the mana cost.
1: It has an X in it, so you can
3: keep putting. More exactly, like into it's this just, shit. but it's just silly though. Like, because most people would look at this and go, like, "Well, why would you? What's the point of the X cost for it?" And it's like to put more in.
1: Get yeah, more. In. You get good shit off of this. Like- I would.
3: I would definitely say this is going to be a heavily played commander staple for any of those three
1: colors. Oh, I'm putting this in uh I'm putting this in my two two of my I got a five color deck that's primarily Grixis and I have a Grixis deck that this a Grixis attacky deck that
3: that's this is primarily on. five color, is that how that goes? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, no, this is this is a really good card. It's a lot of fun. I think this is also gonna be definitely this is gonna be a standard card to play. This will definitely oh, be dude. probably oh, yeah. a pioneer card. Modern yeah, this will be debatable. Um, I will say though, like this is something that uh once again, like your mono blue Tron will play it because why would you not pay yeah. six mana? Or, did or well, you put not, in more? Not even that, but like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna play off Tronlands, right? But then you'll just you'll just pump in that X there for like to draw a card or something, you know. Or this is also actually a really good card in the Cabal Coffers decks that they have out there now, too, because this gives you yes. another route for more discarding of hand. Um, maybe this is a finisher for like eight rack. You're hitting all the points that
1: I was definitely going to be bringing up here. For sorry. This. No, no, no. This is good. So it's like this, <laughs> sorry, this cart is just the, the, the thing about this is like, it's a, it's a, a Swiss blade. Yes. Coil.
3: It's enjoyable. Of, 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 of a cart. No, it, listen, listen, <laughs> sir. Listen, this is not a coil. This is not it a worm. It literally has coil. In it has its name. coil
1: in its name. It has coil in its name. <sighs> Anthony get fucked. <laughs> Fuck you.
3: <laughs> I know what you're trying to reference there, though. That was not okay. Get wrecked. Wormcoil so, Engine is a one and only. Just ignore that.
0: So No, it's bl- technically a two, because when it dies, it splits in two. I'm going to slit you. Just stop. Slit you like a blade coil? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I can't see none of that.
1: All right, continue what you're saying. Okay, so uh, blade coil serpent. Yeah. The, it, it builds big for uh, control decks, and right now in standard, Grix's control is one of the most uh, prominent decks in the meta.
3: Between Esper and that, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's like this could this could put over the top potentially what Rafine decks do with their connive. because this is going to get a big body that well, pressures pretty well, hold significantly. Hold on, hold the, the, the on. To,
3: I'm going to tell you this right now, though. This also can go in Esper too. I it mean, can. the the value <laughs> yeah. part of the first two are very importantly. The Listen, red is just like the gravy. red the re- exactly. The red is just the topping of the cake that you're like I want to take a bite out of this, but like the reality is those your, first two abilities are
1: drawing cards making your opponent discard <sighs> cards.
3: So good. So good. I like I said, this is I'm going to call it now. I'm going to call it now that this is going to be a big standard staple.
1: I think it's going to go further than standard. I think it's going to so go to Pioneer. So Pioneer for sure. I, I, I was mentioning a modern deck that I wanted to, to try and resurrect. Will it be good? Fuck no, it won't. But boy, <laughs> howdy, am I excited for it. Cruel Control with Blade Coil Serpent in it. You have the flexibility from going uh, casting Cruel Ultimatum. Yeah. And with Blade Coil Serpent, you're going for the heavy mana. It's like you're getting a big spell that's putting you ahead, putting your creature, your opponent down a card and uh or multiple cards and this is putting them down cards and putting a body on the board like cruel ultimatum just puts a creature into your hand you're gonna have to chase it later this is just like a essentially a cruel ultimatum with the creature coming into play
3: yeah no it is it's really it's where it's at i like it i think i think you're right i think not that the decks can come back, but this is a really good card.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good card. Yeah, so you can look at it in just like uh, Demir style decks. You can look at it and maybe maybe even, I don't know, I don't think scam decks are going to be one of this because it's the casting part. It's a, it's a it's, cast it's, thing, so yeah, no, they won't. Yeah, or uh, blue-black decks, but that, Grixis but, decks, mono-black decks. But you did decks. bring
3: up one thing that's really important to remember too, though. That ability is a cast ability. Yes, it's, it's not entered the battlefield. Yeah. So that means even if this gets countered, who cares? You got what you wanted out there. No, of no, it.
1: no. It has to enter the battlefield. Oh, does it and say that? Then oh, I'm sorry. Each I'm sorry. spent to cast it. You do that. So it matters. It's got to hit. It, it has to hit the battlefield and then check what was used to cast Everybody it. Everybody
3: remember to play Cavern Souls with this so you can really make your opponent sad.
1: Yes, and choose Serpents. Because <laughs> it's well, only wait, a single creature type. Not Coward? <laughs> it's not a Coward. Do you mean
0: not Coil? Not it's Coil. It's not
1: a Coil. Kodama, Kodama? No, not Kodama. What's <laughs> <Let's>, uh, a. <laughs> What's the big fucking one from Kelheim that you play with the serpents?
0: Kodama. No, not or Kodama. Not, uh Koma. 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 Koma's a serpent. So.
1: Koma 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 Koma, Koma.
0: All right, moving on to our second picks. <laughs> okay. When we start singing, you know we've ran out of things. All right, so uh well, go ahead and click on that next one over, buddy.
1: <laughs> Was it really? Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh
0: Clay Champion is my number 2, so in the same vein, um same kind of stuff. So it, it's four colorless and X artifact creature construct when clay champion enters the battlefield with it enters the battlefield with three plus one plus one counters on it for each double green ping spent to cast it. So yeah, you, you pay six all green. Hey, cool. It's coming in as a nine, nine yeah. or rather an 11, 11, because it is a two, two. 11, 11. Holy buckets. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then when it enters the battlefield choose up to 2 other creatures you control for each double white ping spent to cast Clay Champion put a +1/+1 plus one, plus one counter on each of them I think I have a few decks that this might go
1: in this is these yeah these mythic uh artifact ones that matter about what mana you put in them the double pips yeah they're so fucking good like they're uh, no. i feel i feel they're a very they'll... solid well-balanced card that does everything the colors want to do they're colorless and they could go in any deck like we were talking well, about the blake Weissler, the, down, the downside a mono green mono white a green white you, further than that we'd
0: have to check on the ruling on this one just because it has white and green in its in its text box but you know it doesn't true well it does yeah it,
1: it, it has to go in a selesnia base yep, commander so. deck
0: yeah so the downside like you could play this in a modern green modern deck and it's or even a pioneer deck that's just a stompy build. I just oh, want to toss you mean a name Nickthos? out. those. Yeah. Uh, I was just going
1: to say I want to toss something out here in modern. Hardened scales are going to fucking oh, it, yeah. go balls of the walls. Noah no, if you're listening to this, get at me in the Discord. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on Clay Champion don't, for hardened scales. I don't think this will be in hardened scales. How do, how you, know, do you not think it's
0: going to be in hardened the hard, scales? The hard they're, part is they're the, so the, low. The, the game, ground the casting for that stuff. cost. The, yeah, that it might be a one of because I mean I have my yeah, hardened scales. It skills. tops off. It becomes the other problem a, with hardened
3: scales is they don't do white. Yeah, they do. It, they Mine's got a Celestia pers- build. Yeah, they got you some- do the sleazy build? Yeah. yeah they oh, because, got- like, right now, the big the flexes, build for
1: that is Simic right now. It, it, it flexes, so that way they could get Zabaz for their hardened scales. And yep. then you can yeah. kind of, like, reach into red. But then it's just, like, literally just the lightest of splashes. And one of the things that hardened scales was doing was a prismatic ending for their for a hot, hot minute and stuff okay, as well so, I, yeah. I mean maybe they're going to be going into the ley line binding field because that's what everybody in modern is doing
0: now just right. tossing the triumphs and get leyline binding yeah so <laughs> yeah so no i think this would be really cool like when i jump back into pioneer i think i might do a mono green stompy and this oh will just God. go in with a nick and just fucking have fun ladies and gentlemen the current the current Nikthos deck
1: in pioneer would not be upset. Oh no. Let's Wait. be
3: honest. Nick needs to probably get banned in Pioneer. That's a problem. But
1: that's for another conversation. It's yeah, it's definitely another conversation. This um, thing is
3: so No, bad. I do I like I like this card a lot. I just the only thing I see this to be a problem with this card though is like I would prefer the white side of it more
0: over the green side only because the it doesn't have trample. Well, it doesn't have trample, but, but I mean if you're looking to kill it and your opponent's your opponent's looking to kill it, okay. So yeah. yeah. So Hard case, uh Casey. Oh, it is Casey. Yep. Cool. Uh, so, Casey, yeah, you spend four mana. Four green. Four green mana. It comes in as an 8-8. An eight eight, eight, eight eight. Yeah. Yep. Which is just like... Good, That's not bad. It's good, thick, green creature stuff. Yep. yep. And then, hell, you're in a Celestia build, and you do two green and two white. Cool. You get a 5-5, five, five and you pump up... Two other creatures, two other two other creatures, creatures by, by plus one, one plus one. Yeah. So
1: you're getting uh, you're getting uh, five power added on the yep. board. Well, I mean seven technically with the two yep. on this. Yeah, like you just for four mana. You're getting seven power added exactly. onto the board with so this thing. Being a it's colorless, good range. a colorless artifact. Like this just goes. I it's going
0: it, to be a lot of fun. But yeah, all right. Number two pick, Anthony. What you got? Okay, my number two pick
3: is actually a combination of three cards. Technically cheats. I know, it's a cheat. Cheater? So I my, third, my second pick is, of course, going to be Urza Planeswalker. And I'm just going to run over quickly the two sides because I know for a fact we all have talked about these so much. But we have Urza Lord Protector, who is one piece. He is a one, a blue and a white, legendary creature, human artificer, two four, that has a stag ability of artifact, instant sorcery spells. You cast, cost one less. Then you can pay seven generic mana, if you or both. Tron. I was getting to that. I know, or Tron mana. Uh, if you both own and control Urza Lord Protector and an artifact named the Might Stone and Weak Stone, exile them and meld them into Urza Planeswalker. Activate
1: only at a sorcery speed. Which one are you reading, the Might Stone or the Planeswalker next?
3: Uh, we're going to go with the Might Stone. Like I said, we're just going to gloss over these two pieces. Um, And then you have the Legendary Artifact Power Stone, the Might Stone, and Weak Stone, which is five generic mana to play. Um, It enters the battlefield. You can choose one, either draw two cards, or you can have target creature get minus five, minus five until end of turn. It can also tap for two Wingdings, and this mana can't be spent to cast non-creature spells. Colorless mana for those of you people who don't know.
1: Non-artifact spells.
3: Sorry, yeah, sorry cast non-artifact spells sorry yes. um yes and yes wingdings being the color mana um
1: yes. did you say it was a power stone type as well i did say as part okay. i'm gonna just
3: want to quickly update on that part too i love the fact that this is actually a power stone because it, it is a power stone and i like how it really pushes the concept of everything and then the last part about like it, the, the power stone idea like for people playing like um i think power stones are going to be very important Coming up in standard for sure, I think pioneer. And I'm not going to lie to you, I might brew something for modern because I think I really think this is something to look into because
1: power stones. Like people were were poo pooing on it when they first saw Karn in uh, Dominator United as like the precursor of showing what a power stone is, and people like, yeah, this one flex. We're going to find in standard or pioneer that Karn is probably going to be a lot
3: of abilities are important, but more importantly. I like the idea that the possibility of a classes could be played from these You things. can ramp so good with I these know. power Stone, son. So the other thing to say, too, and to remember, is that you can go from three mana. Uh, so turn three, play Urza. Yep. Turn four, play this.
1: Because it reduces artifacts by one.
3: Yep. And then turn five, you could meld if you have the... Because you can use this mana to help you meld. Because it's yep. not casting a spell. It's just using the mana. So... By turn five, you can go into it. So now we're going to talk about the main card, which is the most important. So we're finally getting one of the most treasured characters in the form that everybody's been wanting ever since they ever spoiled the idea of Urza Planeswalker from Anthony, Unstable. Anthony's words
1: about Urza are his and his and alone and do not reflect on this weekend MTG.
3: It is true, which is I will start <laughs> off with Urza had good intentions.
1: The road to hell is paved with good intentions,
3: Uh, sir. It sure is. So let's just get into it. Uh, Urza Planeswalker is a hybrid blue-white Planeswalker, legendary Planeswalker, subtype Urza, whose stack ability is you may activate loyalty abilities of Urza Planeswalker twice each turn rather than only once. Now, this means you can do the same two or you can do two different ones. Very important. Yes. Um, so his first ability – he starts off with seven loyalty as well. His plus that's two – Thick boy. Thick boy. Thick boy. I mean, he's got to – he costs a lot of mana to get out. If you think about it, that's – he costs the 15 mana to get to.
1: Yeah. It, it The the juice is worth the squeeze when Anthony reads the, the, the oh, abilities yeah. on you, here.
3: For especially the doubling up of uh, stuff. So plus two. Loyalty, Artifact, Instant, and Sorcery Spells, you cast this turn, cost two less to cast, and you gain two life. It's so a little bit better static version. Um, he has a plus one, draw two cards, then discard a card, so a mini uh, Thirst for Knowledge uh, kind of thing. Um, and then he has a zero, which says create two 1-1 one, one color Soldier Artifact Creature Tokens, minus three exile target non-land permanent, and minus ten to relate back to the idea of the Silax. Artifacts and Planeswalkers you control gain indestructible until end of turn destroy all non-land permanents. This thing is a fucking house. So I have my thoughts. I will let you guys talk first.
1: I know I said my piece about Urza Planeswalker when they first spoiled it. I am interested in brewing a blue-white Tron (laughs) deck with this. I think this is before you jumped on the podcast. No, no, no. You mentioned this on the podcast
3: two two weeks ago.
1: Okay, so you're you're on here then. Yeah. so yeah. Now, Ur- Urza Planeswalker, this is a powerful card and the, uh, like I like I said just a hot second ago, the juice is worth the squeeze for what you're getting off of this thing. Like alone, you flip it around. The, the first the talking about the front half of being Urza uh protector Lord and protector, yeah. and uh, the Weak Weakstone, the the, the the synergy is just there alone. Like 5 mana to give a creature neg 5 neg 5 is pretty solid for value. And then you have a mana rock there. So it's like turn yeah. 5
3: you know what has five toughness that people hate in standard right now?
1: In standard. Oh, shit. Hold on. What's the thing? The uh, uh, the uh Grixis one, right?
3: No. no. Shelley. Oh, Shelley. Children. Everyone yep. hates children. Right Everybody now. hates children. <laughs> so there you go. You got a way to kill her, too. Yep. But sorry, continue.
1: Yeah. I don't know. There's not much more to say. I've said it before. Listen back to episodes. <laughs> that, so that way we don't keep... Melting on my thoughts of character do you have Walker. any thoughts
3: about this before i say my last piece nope go ahead and say your last piece okay so my last piece about this is i i really we can clearly tell this is something for commander this is this is pushing the meld mechanic i think even if we don't talk about the other two meld uh cards as well i know we discussed it before how cool they are i think this is the direction that you want to see your meld cards become I think you know, something like you said, that's worth the time and effort. And this is an example of this one is is worth your time and effort because it curves out so well. Um, I think all the abilities are very important. I don't think the minus ability, minus ten the ultimate, you know, is that important. But I do feel like um uh, the number the number one thing that this is gonna be like as soon as it gets flipped is probably always gonna be exile target online permit, and then you're just picking and choosing between the first three for sure. I mean, they it just there's so much value. There's so much. There's so much oomph that like if you don't answer this in time, like this will get out of control easily within two turns. You can because double, see. doubling planeswalkers abilities have always been a thing, and we saw that in other decks before. That yeah had the chain veil people that found a way with uh in in standard we had the five color planeswalker deck with Teferi's Oath when it came out. Yep, and you had Nick old big old tricky Nick, you know, he was just smashing people with his powers. You know, I mean, it's like, I mean. This is on a comparison level of this is probably, I would say, if you pull it off, like, it's probably one of the most powerful, like, planeswalkers you could ever have just because you have so much potential. Like, it's it's up there with, like, Nicobolis Godfaro in power.
1: Yeah, and it's... Uh, or Gate
3: Apex Predator, another one, too. That's really powerful.
1: I do want to say that there's a slight downside to it having to be... Roughly, you're going to want to have eight cards to be able to maximize this. Like, maybe six, like three and three of each Mightstone, Meekstone, Urza, Lord Protector. Like no. You're going to go... No. You think there's going to be a smaller count?
3: It'll be a smaller count. It's going to... This, this type of thing, what you're going to do is you're going to be doing four Urzas, and you're looking probably more likely to be one to two. Meekstone? My, My Meek Meek stone. stone. Yeah, because like the worst part is like it's a five mana card. It's a five mana card that gets reduced. If, if he's Ursa, in play. Yeah. yeah. If, if he's not in play, you don't get to keep that because as soon as he comes down, guess what happens? He's gonna die.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's a big target. He's a one four, was it?
3: He's a two four. But that doesn't matter. Like he's just gonna die because no one's gonna let him yeah. stay around. Like you look at like I mean, I'm going to brew this stuff for Modern, like, really hard, because I want this for my Thopter combo, because...
1: say, for Modern, it dodges bolt and it has to get a revolted uh, Fatal Push. But
3: everybody's writing Solitude and Leyline Binding, so I'm pretty and sure we're going to get there still. Yeah. But the point is, I, I, I think for Standard, maybe... I mean, depending on how the shakeup of the meta looks like, like, don't be wrong, I think the Might and Meek Stone is very powerful, where it's, it's good for that. But I think... I just don't... I don't see this anything ever more than, like, definitely a four-of you want shenanigans with urza
1: and like i said but one is one to two but what does urza do just alone of like reducing your stuff like it, it depends that, on what that, what that falls in a category of what a brawl would be for a control deck right like but Bar- this is
3: better than brawl this this is reducing three different card types that are
1: very vital sometimes yeah and,
3: and like only- all your all your one cost artifacts are zero like in modern alone you have yeah. springleaf drum you have ether spellbomb pirate spellbomb you have pithing needle exploration map. You have, I mean, if you're using that for, of course, your Zorius version. <laughs> um, but like, you have so many things that become zero. Like, I could tell you right now, on a turn three, I could be ramping out possibly into a like Urza himself if I put it together right. Because yeah. along with Mox Amber, I you're getting was white about and blue to say Mox Amber. Like you, you have the power to do that. Like I said, it's he's real. The static ability alone. Like I had to explain it to someone else one time. The static ability alone. Is uber powerful in the how, sense that you can do so much
1: with reduction costs. How often do you, have you seen reduction of artifacts? You don't see that too often. You see, no, because that's dangerous.
3: And this is why I'm going to lose more cards in the future. <laughs> but no, this, he is alone is really good. Now, like I said, for depending on your, your expanse of, pioneer and standard and what you get to use that will dictate how good it is but you have to like I said remember incident sorcery reduction is really important x cost reductions also help out a lot too so this is another thing where it's just this is something that honestly you it, it's just good it's really really good and it's the once again it's like we talked about earlier with like the attack of like Kaido. the three it's the perfect spot of three mana and it's mm-hmm. a two four
1: and it does so much
3: it does so much it doesn't need to transform but if you transform it smash some face so let's move on
1: okay so i think that's me and my next card that i wanted to talk about was a black card so we were just talking about cost reduction and i am a big fan of anything that allows you to do cost reduction (laughs) so the first one that popped into my my head was no one left behind i like this card a lot this card is really interesting so i uh I, I feel like we here don't want to talk about all the the hype cards that everyone is clearly going to be talking about. Teferi is the thing that everyone's going to be talking about. Everyone's going to be talking well, about Sahelion. Don't worry, I recovered her, so it's like, yeah. okay. So we've 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 checked off the typical We're, cards that every bo- yeah. every other podcast is going to be talking about. We're going to talk about some of the uh, littler unknown cards that people would be like, oh shit, that's a thing. So no one left behind. Four in a black sorcery. This spell costs three less to cast if it targets a creature with mana value three or less. Return target creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. So five mana sorcery, reanimate a creature. That's pretty on par, like nine yeah, times out stuff. of ten of what you get for a reanimate spell. But the fact that this reduces it by three to a two mana, a persist level reanimate spell when it targets something that's three or less. I mean like on earth level. Yeah, on earth level. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, It really this- is.
3: It's not as good as unearth earth, clearly, but I mean this is actually still a pretty damn good
1: card. It is. This is your uh, flexibility. I completely forgot about unearth being a thing in modern. Because again, I'm thinking like modern and stuff. So like this in modern with that unearth style, like you're going to be wanting these uh, racto scam decks. You're missing out on hitting what? Furies and, and grief. And grief. But there's but other cards you can pick out. Hit hitting a Croxa for two mana, recasting it from the graveyard, it seems pretty solid. I mean you can unearth I mean, that. Anything that you <laughs> saw with unearth.
3: I mean, yeah, four unearths and four of this for Croxes, I mean, that's pretty fucking
1: good. That just fucking knocks a person That is That is hardcore. some
3: attrition y stuff.
1: It is. And then you could do like the, the the scam on the side there as well with that. I mean, that yeah. might be pushing it a little too much. But like, no, it's never. two it's two mana to return a creature of mana value through US. We didn't see a lot of unearth, so it probably is going to be in the same realm as something like that. But again, when when Luris was around, two and less permanence from your graveyard was important and a lot of them were you know creatures mishra's bobbles like the big one that people are fucking doing with Luris, but yeah hit, bring it back cute creatures bring it back uh dragon range channel or bring it back a Regavan. or if you're going to be going into pioneer pulling back like any of the the mana dorks like atlanta war elves as well
3: i mean yeah, you can do anything with anything this is this is a very powerful thing to do three like, mana like i said this is a flexibility card that makes a big difference too i, I mean, do want to say
1: three mana can get you back a season pyromancer two mana uh, two, man- two mana get you back at season pyromancer. Oh, I
3: know that's that's beauty.
1: That's so beautiful, you know. And
3: like it, like I said, it's just the flex. I I'm really enjoying a lot of the flexibility on a lot of these cards because it opens avenues for being creative, like not in a competitive sense, but just enjoyable play.
1: Yeah, there it, 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 there's a couple cards where it's like, oh, this is now like. Leading into the potential rule of eight for some of the deck building to expand yeah. uh, deck construction ideas. And no one left behind, I feel is possibly one. And again, like just alone for five mana to summon a creature or to uh, bring back a creature from a graveyard already is just the typical value that you're going to see. But the chance that of it being, if you target a thing with mana value three or less, reduces it to two, I feel like that has a
0: whole different uh, play level aspect to it. Definitely. BG. All right, my last one. I, I went the common route. I, I have some other mythics and rares I'm excited about, um, but this one kind of just stuck out to me. Uh, green card, no one's surprised. <gasps> what? Uh, Fog of War. So it's two two colorless and a green pip. Instant, you gain one life for each creature on the battlefield. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn by creatures with power three or less. Yeah, this one's really cool too. Like, So this is obviously like a very niche type of card so like when i thought about this i was like oh cool like i could use this against like a goblin deck yeah where they're getting a lot of low cost stuff and generally speaking even with all the lords and stuff just with how goblin decks are built right now it's it's more so a lot of them are under three power still oh yeah Yeah. three or under which is nice so like thinking about the the snoop you know combo yep. 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 especially since there's not a lot of they don't do a lot of lord stuff really anymore nope so they're all about um, just mass just numbers ma- mass numbers and making it so it's like oh cool i'm gonna gain a bunch of life oh yeah all those things that were gonna deal damage to me yeah, that shit ain't happening because then at that point you sit and kind of go okay cool how many copies are you making yeah oh i'm gonna make i'm gonna make like one thousand copies cool and then you make all that life, and then you just you let them attack you, and you go, "Thank oh, you oh, cool. for the free life swing." Cool, um, especially like I don't know about you guys, but like the times that I've gone up against a goblin deck, and that's where my thought immediately <laughs> went with this <laughs> with this card. I'm normally the turn they beat me, I would have won the next turn. Yep, and it it just seems to be that way. So this would be a cool like side. I would put this in for a sideboard. Cool thing about this, like when I first saw Fog of War, it made me think of Safe
1: Passage, which was in one of the second Ravnica sets. It's yep. two and a white. You gain life for each creature on the battlefield and you just prevent no, No. All. no. Well, you're you're thinking of riot control. Riot control. Okay. But, I mean
3: safe passage is good too, don't get me
1: wrong. Okay, my bad. But riot okay. control is what you're thinking of. That was in the
3: old Gates deck. The yeah, original okay. Gates deck. Okay, okay. That's the one I was. But thinking. Yeah, that one
1: is three mana as well, and
3: yep. so you gain life for yep.
1: each creature and it doesn't have it just prevents all damage.
3: Yep. So I mean all combat
0: damage. I don't know. This one, it just looks cool because then it would be a, you know, let them attack all out because they're that confident. They've made a thousand goblins. Yep. They're just going to have a, a sick, sweet fucking time. Yeah. And then you go, okay, uh, I'm going to gain a thousand life plus how many or many creatures I have on my side plus how many other creatures you had. So, thousand twenty roughly. <laughs> Why not? Yep. I mean, th- and, the other thing and too. then they're going to swing all out and all that damage gets prevented and then you go, Cool. If I don't win next turn, have fun trying to kill me. Yeah. But
3: also remember, too, this is really good against a lot of your incarnations, even. Because yeah. a lot of your incarnations, um, they're all three power or less. They oh, are, yeah. So, I mean, like, that's another thing, too, that you get to have with this is, like, a lot of your a lot of your creatures in Modern, like, they're not super over the top. I mean, like, unless you're running like a Tarmogoy for something, clearly. But a lot of your creatures in Modern, are they're three or less for power for most of them. Yep. yep. You know, even Darcy... Percy falls in there. Yep. Even uh, Regavon, you have Ledger Shrower can stay there for a little bit, but yeah, it usually gets turn. bigger. But I mean, like it, it, but in most turns, though, like when they run out of resources, you know, some of those things they they're not as strong. So then, yeah, this is pretty decent for that.
0: But yeah, so it's just it's a cool, fun, cheeky card, and I don't know, it's it seemed fun to me. So. I like fogs. A
3: good
1: fog always. Are we going to get a turbo fog deck in standard? I don't think so, but. <laughs> Is this gonna be cracking I, open to pioneer? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think
3: I think
0: I feel like this will I mean, see if they're all three or less. A, this will see a lot of limited play and draft and stuff
3: like yeah. that, but I think standard it. won't because standard's so mid rangey that everything's so big. It's yeah. or it's at like the right big number to be good.
0: Oh yeah. All right. What do you got for your last one?
3: Um so I really want to pick a blue card for my last one, but I'm not going to. But I'm gonna throw out there for like two honorable mention cards. Are definitely two that no one thinks about, which are Fucking um,
1: Anthony coming in here
3: with fucking all the Fucking breaking no,
0: no honorable mentions. Get to your third card. But I really want to tell no. people about them. Get to your third oh, card. Whatever. Gosh. Um I'm we actually You already broke the rules once, this rule. I can break some reason why I play blue.
3: So I am going to talk about the Surge Engine. What color? It's an artifact. Because like I said, I had a lot of things to pick from. I wasn't sure which I wanted. Most. Uh No, go no. It's a mythic. Yeah, oh, you're going the wrong way. Yeah, or no? Is this? Are you
1: Surgeon. Gen, like, yeah. With a S or C? S. Oh, does it have a color in its cost?
3: It's got blue in its cost. When sorry.
1: Blue in this, you son of a bitch. It's well, a blue
3: color identity. It. I guess yeah. I mean I wouldn't put it as that. My bad. I'm sorry. Right there in the left corner. Okay. Oh, Surge Engine. Yeah, Surge Engine uh, is a artifact creature construct for two mana. It's a 3-2 that has Defender. Uh, It also has pay a blue. Surge Engine loses Defender and gains. This creature can't be blocked. Then it has pay two and a blue. Surge Engine becomes a blue and has base power and toughness 5-4. Activate only if Surge Engine doesn't have Defender. And then it has pay four... And two blue draw three cards. Activate only a surge engine is a blue, or is blue and only once. So this is another card that we got that is about the idea of the figure of destiny kind of mechanic setup. Or I love that level up. You know, like I mean, because like in the last set too, we had uh, was it Frexian uh, sleeper or something? Yeah, like Yeah, sleeper agent or Which, sleeper agent. That, and, that one's a really cool fucking card. Yep, and then before that we had Keldheim's Snow Spirit Dude yeah, and uh, so. Yeah, we've had a lot of things with this. They've been pushing it ever since Figure Destiny. They've always been trying to see like what you can do, plus also the idea that came also from original Zendikar, the whole level up out of Rise of the Eldrazi, was like based off of Figure as well. So like this is a concept we they keep pushing, and I think this is something where we keep getting to that point where it's like really good, but it's like, how good could you make it? And this is one that I feel is... I know people see it and they're like, Oh, this is really good, but I think the part that is getting missed though is like the first two abilities are probably the most
1: important. The last ability doesn't matter. That's that's the gravy again. That's exactly. the fucking gravy. Sprinkle on top. Give me a little more. You know, if you hit it, that's good, but the first two are solid. It's a two mana, three two artifact. Yeah.
3: So. And like this so this is why I said if you think about the the converted mana cost plus also the or sorry, mana value. I'm not in the past anymore. I gotta get with the times here. <laughs> If you look at the mana value plus, like, the first ability, it's three mana. You know what also was three mana and was a very powerful creature that was unblockable?
1: The only one that's coming off to the top of my head is a two mana one, and that's uh, Invisible Soccer. No. It's a three mana one. It's unblockable.
3: This is very reminiscent of your good old man land known as Creeping Tar Pit. <sighs> this card... Okay, I'm
1: in on this now. Okay, you just this, had to say Creeping this, Tar Pit. I know. So this card alone
3: <laughs> is very Creeping Tar Pit-esque. The difference is, it's a no. It is a three two two. It is. It, a three it two, was yeah. also a three that two. That can't be blocked. So,
1: but it, it, creeping tarpet is essentially like four mana because you got to tap the creature, the the man creeping tarpet itself. So it's like four mana, roughly. To no. deal the three. Damage. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: You, you have to do that, but I mean, that was renewable, like evasion or yeah. whatever. But this is more important in the sense of like you drop this on turn two, turn three, you pay the one blue, and then have two more mana to do whatever you want. Spell pierce, whatever. I mean, like yeah. you can protect this bad boy. You can. But the thing is, like. With Shore Up now in standard? Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> you know that's going to be I a know. fucking thing. I know, that's going to be a thing in the mono blue deck <laughs> stuff. But, like, this is a really good card. This is something, like, even in modern, like, yeah, two toughness isn't that good, but, like,
1: if you think about it, though, like... Two toughness ain't good, but three damage each turn. Three damage that's is a clock. a clock. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, if
3: you have excess mana, like, once again, power stones across the board...
1: Yeah, this goes up to a 5-4 <laughs> then at that yeah, five point. Four and it's like, is that's scary. That's the clock.
3: That's a clock. Like, oh, we're talking, like...
1: That's three turns roughly from like t- in in the modern perspective. Yeah. It's three like, turns.
3: I mean, this is this is the same level of the power this thing has at that five four level is the same as like people used to have with like you take Tazard Agent of Bolas one and make your artifact into a five five. Yeah. You had a clock. You make an indestructible land to a five five. You had a clock. I mean, like, that's the whole idea behind this card. I love this card for that. And like I said, like this is this is one of those things that's like I like the art a lot. I think the the alternate art's really cool too. The Game day promo, yeah, the game day promo is really cool. That is that's a really cool art because I like it how it's a, a a mech that's coming out of the sand with the blades and stuff more versus like this other one kind of reminds me of a kind of a weird
1: Metal Gear. No, not Metal Gear. It, it, it looks it, like Metal Gear. Don't you I fucking know? Deny me that no, it reminds me. It
3: bitch. reminds me more of like the the dude the. <sighs> The weird thing from like Interstellar, the robot that they had, like the, the weird shaping and stuff, yeah. like the weird geometrics. I don't, okay. Anyways, I'm just in my own world with this. Anyway, like I said, this is this is a really, I like this card a lot. I think it's really cool. You know, it plays, like I said, it plays on stuff, but the biggest part about it is like it does have that. It's just three mana and you get a creeping tar pit as an artifact. Also, that, th- could,
1: that could be tutored. That could be recurred. Yeah. You, you can do it. Can hit this no one left
3: behind. <laughs> You could definitely do that, too. I mean, there you go. You can definitely do that. That's that's an amazing part. And then, or also, too, like you play with Urza, Lord Protector. This is now at one cost. So you paid two man to get this awesome card. There we go.
1: So that's mine. That's my last. Okay, so my last one that I got here is it was tough for me to decide between these two. I wanted to talk about a rare, but then I also wanted to talk about a common. And I think since I haven't talked about a rare, I'm going to talk about a rare. And I'm really excited about this one. Like, very fucking excited. So, uh, Gixian Puppeteer. Three black, four, three, Frexian Warlock. When you draw your second card each turn, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Pretty solid. And then it has the second text of, when Gixian Puppeteer dies, return another target creature with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Mm -hmm. It's a four mana... Uh, another kind of like a reanimator esque spell, and, and then in mono black. Like- well,
3: it's a it's a it's an it's an umbrella rights on a creature, like the the flashback side of it. Yeah,
1: you know where it's three in a white. I
3: so you kind of you kind of get that with a little bit smaller like pullback of because uh, it's. It's Mana
1: Values 3, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's still, it's this is good, too. Drawing your second card. So, it, like, fits in multiple different formats uh, of, like, deck construction here. If you're going in for something that's just, like, drawing multiple cards, like, some sort of storm deck with uh, considers ops or even, like, Thirst of Possibilities and stuff like that, that will then feed into your graveyard to put something in there for Gixie and Puppeteer to pull back. Like, that'll give yeah. you... It gives you the potential longevity to then pull back a powerful two or three drop creature like the Surge Engine. You know
3: what goes really good with this card? What's that? It was one of my other three cards I really wanted to talk about. Ooh, the, you're
0: fucking trying to get no, in here! No, with your don't cheeks. let him. You're done. You're done. It's nope, cu- you're not breaking a, the rules. You're not I'm breaking not the, rules. the rules. I'm just—you already broke the rules once. <laughs> it's Curate. Check out Curate. God damn it! Cur-
1: well, first off, Curious or reprints. Yeah, but and now we got surveil with it. It has surveil on it. It now has surveil. But the you point is, you were the one that was talking about that. Like, how soon it would be before we started to see surveil updated surveil text on cards and curries? The first one now.
3: I mean, technically, yeah, because it's reprinted. I'm talking more like other stuff that they're not gonna just reprint.
0: Yeah, in but, a set, but, and, but no, anyways, this that's Gix-S1 what I'm and saying. Puppeteer.
3: It's, it's and Puppeteer. A lot of stuff with that.
0: Yeah,
1: it fucking fits in so well. I like this one. That that's one I'm also gonna be looking for, even in a. Uh, <laughs> I got a uh, I got a mono black explorer deck that is very close to just being pioneer with cards like shambling ghast and fiend artisan. You're sacking that, you bring back an aria last the Flockthwain. yeah and when this thing dies, and you can just sack this to the fiend artisan to do that, and like the synergies there just seem pretty fucking solid. With- you know, this
3: also goes really well with Rafine. It does go well and shieldred and like all cards. this draw
1: stuff. Oh, there's so it does, much. It doesn't get the shieldry back, unfortunately, but. No, but it does play well with shieldred. It does. You're drawing cards and you're draining more life and you're gaining more life with the shield.
3: I mean, at some point, is it just, you just have a lot of mono black that just does all that st- silly stuff now?
1: And then you push, push it into modern that now has Cabal Coffers. <laughs> this would, actually, this would be kind of fun in Cabal Coffers, uh,
3: but I think you still have to find like, something to work with it. I know like uh, I think this would be really good with like Dothie Voidwalker. Yes. You know, pull back your Dothie Voidwalkers when you use them for the yes. steal the exile card stuff, you know. Yeah. So I mean it's kind of like the scam concept, but I mean like it's a it's just a different thing where you're not having to use the scam concept cuz like oh, you shit. you want the draw effect.
1: You know, what's a cool card that goes with this that can get this back is the uh Body Launderer from Streets of New Capenna. Yeah. And when that dies, you get cool. a return. Oh no, this is a 4-3. Damn it. Because it returns back equal for, I don't know, 4 mana. Uh, Body Launderer returns back any non-rogue, actually, I think. I don't know. you have to look it up. Uh, when it dies, return another non-rogue card with equal or lesser power from your graveyard to your hand. So it connives once and you can return this back. Return the Gixie and Puppeteer back. They're yeah. both 4 mana, reanimate-esque kind of things.
3: Yeah, so then you run the probably like a situation of like a two two to three 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 type setup. I mean, it's kind of your top end at that point for that type of ability. If you're going for a really crazy reanimator type thing, I do like reanimator.
1: But that's my that's my third card, and that's all of our cards. Uh, let's quickly jump into the last bit of news here, real quick, and then we'll uh, blast over the uh,
0: contract currency. All right, so we're talking about the EC- eBay TCG player update. So finance, acquisitions, portfolio disfigurations, there are a few of my favorite things. Some news that we didn't cover the other week is the finalization of the eBay and TCG player acquisition for around $295 million with an M. Fuck. Yep. So this is one of eBay's moves to get a stronger foothold in the collectible market and possibly Access to what some people have said is a great point of sale program and binder POS system. That, well, that,
1: that's our, just our opinion. That's my opinion that I put yep. in there. That's not from the article.
0: Yeah. So, you know, Matt's opinions are not a reflection on everyone from This Week in MTG. Yes, they man. are his and his alone. So please, right. if you have problems with him, contact him directly. Fight me. All right. So, a quote from Don Block, VP of Collectibles at eBay, to the PRN PRNewsWire.com article. By joining forces with TCG Player, eBay is even more ways connected to the brick-and-mortar hobbyists and sellers with passionate collectors around the world. It does mention in the article that TCG Player will continue to operate autonomously from eBay and in its TCG marketplace. So, there you go. Make sure to check that out, and we'll see what's next for the eBay side of things as time goes on. So, let's jump into some conjured currency Now to the contract currency
1: section where we cover the finances of notable cards and their price trends. The main resource that we use for this is the amazing site, mtgstocks.com, who comes out with a weekly winner's article that goes over three to five cards that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. The weekly winner article drops on Friday. We record on Monday. So if there's any price differences between them and now, we'll let you know. Let's jump on into this. First up, we have uh, surprisingly a favorite of mine. (laughs) It's also an oldie too. It is an oldie. Prince of Thralls, this card bulk for a long fucking time. It is red, black, black, blue, four for a seven seven demon. Whenever a permanent an opponent controls is put into the graveyard, put that card into play under your control unless its opponent unless that opponent pays three life. This card on Friday jumped up hundred and eighteen percent and was at twenty one dollars even today, Monday. The price of Prince of Thralls is at a uh, market price of $11, average price 18 foils are going for damn near 100 European average, €3.07. So with a text like that and a creature type like that, do you guys have an idea of why this one's uh, moving so, up?
0: Something about a demon deck?
1: Something about a demon deck?
0: Oh. I, I d- wonder,
1: does like, it have something to do with like... Warhammer
3: or something maybe? Oh,
1: ding ding ding! We're all right here at this week in MTG. <laughs> you got these demon decks that are popping up with um, Basilock. Yeah, the other commander for that deck. Yeah, demon demon tribal is getting a real yep. hype, and the fact that this Bells is Basilock, I think it was. Yeah, the fact that it's uh, this whenever an opponent a permanent a permanent a fetch land counts as this your opponent has to pay three life to not let you get that is kind of going into those uh demony style decks well sick next up we have reckless storm seeker another Ooh. fan uh, another favorite of mine like i was playing uh in explorer with this card and stuff hey they tell you I have a werewolf deck, commander deck actually gonna ask you're, you about that later <laughs> yes.
0: you're not even remotely surprised are you
1: <laughs> this is red two for a two three human werewolf at the beginning of combat on your turn. Target creature you control gets plus one plus O and gains haste until end of turn, and then it has uh, day bound Daybound. Uh, so if there's spells that are cast that flip it, it's on the back. It becomes a three four, and it gives a creature at the beginning of combat plus two plus O and haste until end of turn. So it
0: can and trample
1: and trample. Don't it forget can- the trample. Trample is important. We learn Haste and Trample really good with a fucking card, as with the Blade Coil Serpent.
3: Yeah, that's like really powerful.
1: (laughs) It gets eight. It jumped up 44%, and as of Friday, was sitting at $3.68 And
0: and today's average is $3.86, and market $3.61. So, chilling around the same price there. Yeah.
1: So this is move out of price because right now in Pioneer the there are these gruel stompy decks that are really utilizing the text of this thing. It doesn't matter if it's flipped or not, it gives a creature plus one, plus one and haste. And yep. when you got big beaters that already have trample, yep, it is And they got a big
3: push too and the then the pain land came out, so
1: Yes. Now it's time. It is time. There is a deck list of a red green pioneer deck in the article here, so make sure to check that out if that tickles yes. your fancy. Next up, we have Hallowed Moonlight. White one instant until end of turn. If a creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile instead. Draw a card. Friday jumped up 225% and was at
0: $4.87. Today, Monday, it is market price sitting at $3.85. Average $4.92. Foils 22 ninety nine euro 99 Euro average $1.23. Uh, a quick reminder here, average price
1: is what sellers are selling them at, market price is what buyers are actually buying them at, so that's why there's a difference in number there. But Hollowed Moonlights is primarily seeing more play in uh, with metas that are very prominent with uh, Indomitable Creativity as a-
3: And the incarnations and stuff. So yeah, Modern's seen a huge surge of this card, and one of the best- one of my best bulk rares that I've ever had in my life. Just be like, oh, cool. This is expensive now. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a good card. It does a lot of work.
1: Because with Undominal Creativity, it brings out those creatures without casting. Yep. And so then it exiles. Yep, because they're just entering. And yeah, it makes a big difference. And it's,
3: uh, it's a good way to stop an Archon.
1: Yep. It stops like, the Persist aspect of it as well. Yep. And then, um, I don't know. Insert whatever. Well, this also,
3: in Living End and all the cast, it it just, yep. And the Glimpse one, yeah, it just stops a lot of stuff right now in Modern,
1: which is good. Which is really good. And it draws a card. You cannot understate the fact that it draws a card. Best three words of magic draw a card, especially on a white card. Yes. So much needed. uh, There you go with that. Now let's move to some cheap pickups.
0: All right. So, first up, it's another MTG Stocks Premium Penny Stocks feature card, which is. Bottomed out at some point and is starting to make a consistent upward trend. And today's, this week's, is Carlock Fury of ever, Avernos. Sure. Yep. It's sitting at $3.24 and it's moving up. And this is out of the... Boulder's Gate. Yeah, Boulder's Gate. There we go. It's trying to identify more by the three, three letters. All right. And then we have the one, the only, the Squirrel wrangling ninja um, squirrel raccoon? raccoon no it's a squirrel
1: it's a That's trash a, panda man. a robotic a trash I, panda I know trash pandas
3: <laughs>
1: yeah I bet you do how many do
0: you fight off on a daily basis
1: uh, more than you know. hold on as you read this card I'm going to show you something so keep reading oh dear god
0: <laughs> alright so Anthony you're going to have to help me if I screw this up so let me try it first uh, Shi just stop you already messed yep. it up Perfect. it's Kaito Shizuki thank you <laughs> sitting $5.03 slowly moving down in the of Neon Dynasty and then the last one up on our cheap pickups is Oracle of Muldaya from the Modern Masters 22. Oh, we got version. a version in here too. It is sitting at $7.48 and it is slowly working its way down. Thank you to Double Master 22. Right. It's about time. But, you know what? Oh shit, Anthony, look out, there's a trash panda. Oh god. Wait. You know what you should do? What's that? You should snipe it. Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. We're talking about cards here next. Rude. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, if you are looking to pick up cards on the cheap side of things, so you're more paying attention to our cheap pickup side of the conjuring currency.
1: If you're a savvy motherfucker that likes to be a trash panda, going through all the garbage cards, (laughs) that could try and find some value.
0: No, no. If you're looking through the garbage cards that trying to pick up some value you should be looking up for those you know everything moving up because a lot of them have turned into we're bulk at some point like yeah. us
1: trash pandas we're making money
0: like I'm sitting here thinking you're about my my indomitable you're
1: not tra- cre- you're not trash, panda. trash panda I'm a fucking garbage man fucking garbage man we are adjacent uh, to a trash technically,
0: panda you're a
1: sanitation worker I now. will kick your shit <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that's you, you need to get PC no, that, that's a touchy subject for him I he know. is not a sanitation engineer
3: <laughs> why would you want to be that it's cool
0: Either way, you're looking to pick up yeah. cards on the cheap or you're looking to sell them on the high end of things. Check out TCG Sniper where you can sign up. Mention that the guys at This Week in MTG. Yeah, I know. I didn't do a bit this time. No, Leave that's it fine, That's fine. Um, I thought you were looking at me
1: because I'm still a trash panda.
0: No, I'm looking. at You're just so damn pretty. God, thank you. Um, mentioned that the guys at this week in mtg sent you including the trash panda hood wearing person over there matt and you get three months <laughs> of their plus membership for free where you can have unlimited amount of cards you can put notifications for that's so much value i know right i love it even if you do just their basic ones after the three months you still get five products so sealed products or cards that you can put on your list and get notifications for about when those prices are moving in the realm of where you want to see them. So whether it's moving up or moving down, you'll find them. But we already did our thought cast. We did that with the news.
1: So we're at the end of the episode now. We're at the
0: end of the episode.
1: Thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 162 of This Week in MTG. Thank you to our Patreons who think that this content is worth supporting we also want to give a big thank you to jdub sports cards and gaming for sponsors if you're looking for anything magic related go check them out now do you guys have anything else you want to say here at the end of the podcast i
3: was just wondering who's talking about portal of phyrexia over there it's casey casey oh casey it won't be a hundred dollars calm down i don't it's, know it's a nine-man of- artifact well if you want to disagree be, if you, you
0: want to disagree with anthony on any of these fun card prices that you think you know what's going on catch me at your local fms catch, catch or outside, big tournaments yeah. catch him on the discord where he's gonna start being more active oh shit this. yeah I gotta do that a my bad thing. you're a host now you have to be more active
1: I know I'm sorry fix that son there we go it's I took I,
0: I, I got Anthony's last point I got my last point what do you got we'll catch you next
1: time magic folk <laughs> <laughs> from the trash panda
0: shit you weren't recording
2: congratulations you made it to the end of this week's episode of this week in mtg your listenership means so much to us make sure to follow the podcast over on apple Podcasts, spotify google play or on the podcatcher of your choice
0: Metal Gear.